Hello, uh, and welcome to this non zero one special edition podcast. Whoa. Yeah, with myself, Fran Miller. Uh, me, John Hunter. And me, Kat Harrison. And the fourth member of non zero one who can't be with us today uh, because she is on uh, parental leave is Sarah Butcher. Why are we doing the podcast, Kat? It has been 10 years since we made our first piece of work. And so we thought it would be uh, an interesting time to reflect on everything we've done at this point and maybe pass on some pearls of wisdom, if we have any. It might. I mean, it's going to be an an emotional ride for everybody. Strap in. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So we asked some people who have been very important to our journey over the last 10 years to pose some questions to us, uh, which we attempt to answer one by one per episode. There are eight in total. So we hope you enjoy. And if you'd like to find out any more information about Non-Zero One, you can visit our website at www.nonzero1.com and drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. Drop us a line? I don't know. Just give us a bell. (laughs) (laughs) So our second question came from Rabina Shah. Um... Dr. Rabina Shah. And Rabina was one of the women that was selected for Put Her Forward, um, which was our Heritage Open Days Commission in 2018. Feels so long ago now, doesn't it? And Dr. Rabina Shah at the time was the High Sheriff of Greater Manchester. Her question was, what are the characteristics that underpin the spirit of Non-Zero One, specifically how we make other people feel part of our team? Cool. Yeah. It's a nice question. It took me a little while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do think we have been incredibly privileged and lucky that the... the I think for, for, well, for one thing, for any project that we've done, there's, you know, we're not an island. We've always brought other people on. Whenever we've made this ask to people, also people have come in like 110%. Like people just, we, I feel like we often make like a, an open invite, but also we've been like incredibly... Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah and and that's partially like the 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 amazing context that we've been fortunate enough to be in where suddenly you're being given a list of writers yeah, and it's like oh this yeah. person's just having their show on at the royal court or la 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 and it's like have you talked to any of them about <laughs> working yeah. with us because like this could be a pointless exercise if we're just going through going yeah looks great amazing wow but you're gonna you're gonna show them our name and they're gonna be like i i don't even know what that means um so why you know why would they want to do it and and i think that that's been um some really good brokering a lot of times i was thinking about it in terms of in in the longer question rabina talks about as treating people with humanity which i think is a very generous comment but something that we've always look at no matter what whether that's with professional writers um or participants is always this two-way offer and I remember even at the beginning when we did would like to meet at the Barbican and we realized that we were going to have to bring on um some extra help and we had six interns we had a whole conversation which was like what can we offer them and what what can that two-way process 
be because we understood having most of us having done internships that you know it's one thing to ask people to come and do something but the worst thing is just being treated as free labor and we met each of those interns afterwards and like gave them as much support and as knowledge and and everything that we could and we still have really good relationships with a lot lot of you know those um those people that we worked with then who are now doing amazing things Mm, themselves but I think what you said earlier Kat about because it is the work is made for an audience to do it we've always like had to open our open our process up really early to get people in to try it out because if it doesn't make sense to them or if they have no idea like on a practical level or even trying to like articulate the narrative or the like question that we're trying to get across then we are failing in what we're doing so I think at every even at a very early process we always get people in we kind of get their feelings and sort of get their understanding of what we're trying to do or what doesn't work or where do they get confused we have to put this in front of people otherwise it just doesn't make sense yeah actually makes it easier for us to kind of open ourselves up to it I suppose um and I was just thinking about um put her forward which was a piece you spoke about at the beginning which is where we people nominated um the 25 women and we had that discussion about how do we choose it like we can't choose it we we don't know you know we have no idea who's out there and doing amazing stuff and that's why we had to almost make it harder for ourselves but go no actually let's push it let's find out who who thinks these you know happening in brilliant places Um, we've collaborated, like we said uh, earlier on in, in this answer, with some amazing people. And I think one of the challenges has always been to try and really start from the beginning with those collaborators and not get three quarters of the way through a process where we've decided what it's all about, what it could be, how it's going to work, and then go, oh, and we need some music. So uh, we're going to find someone who can just fill that bit of gap there with that. And like, it's not really sort of about explaining the idea. It's just kind of going, look, we need three minutes. It's got to sound exactly like this. Can you do it? People we've we've worked with like James uh, Bully, uh, Robert Logan, Sheila Galani um, have, have just like really moved us on and forced yeah, us to move on absolutely. because they've asked questions yeah. that you wouldn't think to ask yourself mm. and it sort of makes you start from the beginning yeah. and go ah oh, okay yes good point there's no reason why anyone would know that yeah. and um but I also yeah. think we've been pushed on a in a technically as well so you know I remember when we had to record would like to meet um we did it under our duvets with the zoom recorders that we bought and then we you know when we were we found ourselves on the roof of the national theater in 2012 creating you'll see me sailing in antarctica we were introduced to a sound designer called helen atkinson and and we were also introduced to a production manager called richard eustace and and suddenly we were like, oh, we could do it like this. And they're like, ah, but you could also do it like this. And, have you, of, and yeah. have you heard of this? And did you know we could put a revolve on the roof? And da, 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 da. And, and literally we could have, either we could have like absolute dreams and Richard or Helen would be like, yeah, because I've got this. Or they'd be like, oh, have you thought of? Yeah. And you're like, that's, that's amazing. And I think we've also been pushed technically with the production managers and the creatives that we've been sort of lucky enough to have like Anthony yeah, Newton with the time out yeah. and uh what else did Anthony work with us on 
It's many, many, well, all of them. This is where we got to when you yeah. came in oh, yeah, at the bush in. was yeah. Anthony going, I, I could wire this whole building, building. Yeah. For, with speakers that are connected to, you know, a central track. Yeah. And we could effectively, you know, we had a vague notion. So we did. Yeah, and so we did. <laughs> but yeah, I think that they, like, I think, you know, a lot of the time, mm. the, the things you see in the result totally like <laughs> did not come from us That's in the not first our brain. place. You know, yeah. oh sorry. Um, like at the, um, I kicked, I kicked Cat's stand, so you might hear that. But like uh, you, you were saying about the um, the show on the roof at the National Theatre. Yeah. Um, there was that moment where we, because we're talking about in the show, we talk about perception, and we do an example between colours of green and blue and how people see it. And and I think again, it was Hugh. He's like, well, you know, we could just change the colour of the fly tower. And at that moment, we were like what he's like yeah yeah i've just got an app on my phone that literally can change the color of the national theater the lights on the national theater so do you want to just do that we were like yes we do um and so hugh for the length of our run gave john hunter the power of changing the color of the national theater which we did and it's like that is ridiculous and you know wonderful and and it was only through understanding that Hugh has the power to do that that we actually you know became part of the piece in itself yeah and i think if 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 someone's not part of that conversation mm. and they don't yeah, understand right. what you're trying They're not to do offer it. then it doesn't it doesn't you know come up and and i think that like that's why wherever it's possible and time and money and process allows mm. that's why it's so exciting to to start with someone yeah. as near to the beginning as you can because they they their practice and their kind of perspective on the same thing that you've been thinking about will totally change the course mm. of of how something develops cat and i worked with sheila galani she's a, a maker and an artist uh, and a writer as well and yeah we worked with her on a piece called take hold and i just it couldn't we couldn't have made it any other way I can imagine it's probably one of the best and worst things as a collaborator coming in oh, to work yeah. with us because on on the one hand like you're you're right in that we work it, it, as a collective so there genuinely like isn't a hierarchy between us as non-zero one like we all feed in the ideas we all like even if um you, you know like even if a, a, it's just a couple of us that are kind of leading on a project everyone has like a creative input at some point into the work um and everyone has a voice so on that hand it's really great but probably it's super intimidating because we'll sort of draw you into our family in a way that you're like oh I didn't get to choose this family <laughs> you know oh, yeah, no, and um terrifying for yeah. other people but they seem to just jump in don't they like feet first yeah and... I mean like Sheila fed back quite a lot about what it was like to collaborate and actually on the specifically the act of collaborating on on the piece Take Hold which mm. was at the Museum of uh, Anthro Archaeology, Archaeology and Anthropology yeah. uh, in Cambridge as part of Cambridge Museums and she was able to provide quite a lot of insight and reflection as to how um, the way she saw her process was mm. different from the way that we maybe didn't even see our process because mm. we sort mm. of not often challenged to reflect mm. upon how it might be different or we just, you know, it just is. And she was saying that, like, because there is this almost constant chatter, that, like, there's a bit of a challenge to just make space and pause and sort of hear the sound of your own thoughts, you know, and, and that sense of being deliberate and careful 
and, a, and just a bit more spacious and slower and kind of going like, it doesn't have to be like, let's get right in with the idea and, oh, maybe it's not that, it's this and da 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 da, da. But it's actually like, just maybe going to just have some time myself to think about this and um and see what what might come uh and yeah to 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 be able to work with somebody who's like generous enough to share that kind of insight with you and and to open up their process and say well actually it's not exactly the way that I think you would work but um I would approach it like this is like massively generous and and I the main benefit from getting to work with collaborators as far as I'm concerned is like that sense of uh, understanding how something could be done differently. I was thinking about um, kind of like the participants that we bring onto our team with different um, projects that we've done, maybe especially like um, Let's Take a Walk, which was where we worked with, was it six again? It's always six, yeah, isn't it? Six participants yeah. um, uh, who we or we worked with who created their own kind of journeys throughout the Barbican that um, that posed a question. And um, and I was I was thinking about and this is in relation to like all of our work, but that we've always we've always done things as a question rather than a statement so we've always made work that seems to be like a, a like a genuine question that we want to find out which is could be anything from which women should be made into statues to you miss someone you've never met, you you've never met. You become a team. yeah how do you work in a team like and but they're all like genuine questions that we also hope are um individual to like people's responses yeah. like it, in a way that it's not interesting to just find out what Fran John Cat and Sarah's responses are but actually for for you whoever you are to come and work it out for yourself mm. um and we do that in the kind of making of the work as well so I remember when we were doing let's take a walk and we were sort of partnered with a couple of different participants mm -hmm. and we'd meet them and you know have a coffee with them and like work out like well how how does this person talk you were sort of writing in somebody else's voice mm. and and they would come back and say that doesn't sound like me but this does and I've written this bit and I yeah I really enjoyed that process but that was something completely new yeah yeah I think that's what I was trying to yeah I think that's mm. what I was thinking about like that openness of the question yeah. and that we're genuinely like interested in yeah. other people's stories that's yeah. kind of what what it's about it's about your own like it, it's about your own response to yeah. these questions yeah that allows us to kind of try and really be open when we bring people onto our team in that way if you see yeah. what I mean and I think we're interested in going we, as you say, as we said earlier, like we are a family, we also think quite similarly and we've got similar yeah. experiences. Yeah. And actually yeah. what's interesting, therefore, is how we open that up and ask it of other people and see what their responses are. And it was like, like put her forward just to see where people were sort of celebrating women doing amazing things and, and the different places that that came from. And you're like, that's amazing. Yeah. And all the stuff you can hear about. And it's like, that's where our interest comes. That's where it peaks when suddenly 
we're meeting or we're hearing stories or we're hearing answers to the question we've set in completely different ways that opens our eyes to it. Yeah, it's a total joy yeah. for us. Like, when else would we have found out any of, any of those that. kinds yeah, of yeah. Um, questions or like stories of those women? Yeah, yeah like, right. It's incredible. Did a lot of crying. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, even when, we did, even when we did, um, oh, uh, what was it? Oh, my gosh. What's oh, what's the, it? Hang on. What's Wait. the one with the big um, choice map? Hold, hold hands, hands lock, lock horns. horns. Thank you. How hold hands. Such sorry. A memorable name. Oh, hold hands lock horns. The piece with a giant choice map, and we literally gave um, our audiences one choice or another choice, and then we interviewed them after. So it was like power flight or invisibility cloak, and then I mean, literally, I had the best conversations with people afterwards yeah. that we filmed, and uh, because people just talked about it, and you never got the same answer. You always heard about like the reason why, and it's fascinating and it's just like amazing to be able to open that up and go this is your chance to just explain like your reason of why you're choosing that and not the other thing so what you say Fred is at the heart of everything is that we are nosy boogers yeah like to know what we allow space for people to be able to (laughs) chat to us we're lonely (laughs) (laughs) okay I'm gonna stop recording this one now but yeah who wants a piece of granola Yeah. (laughs) So far I've ended it on my special memory box and we're lonely. Thank you for joining us for this podcast with Non-Zero One. Um, We hope you enjoyed it. And if that was your first one, there are seven more. Or six more if you've done two. So you can make your way through the whole... <laughs> are you going to go through all the numbers? <laughs> you can make your way through the whole How lot many of more are there and if have you've such done a nice five. time. There'll be three more. <laughs> and then when you've done seven, you'll only have one more to go. And if you've done eight, you can join Non-Zero One. <laughs> and you also will have listened to this outro eight times as well. Sorry about it. All right then. See you later. Okay, bye.